spoiler alert. Here is this week's show show. There have actually been a lot of problems with Disney Plus. You haven't had any problems, Ross. Uh, I had like problems adding a, an account. I wanted to add a second account mm. for you, and then it, I just hit it. Like I clicked. I continued clicking the button. Yeah. And after like. 10 seconds doing that it eventually allowed me to do it. I don't know what kind of problems people are having, but apparently, I don't know if they got choked because too many people were into it. Yeah, there was a lot of people who couldn't even access anything. Okay. Have you guys enjoyed it so far? Have you used it for anything other than the Mandalorian? I haven't because I haven't been able to access it on my Fire TV. Uh, I've watched a couple of Boy Meets Worlds. Oh, really? <laughs> that's, that's on there? That's hilarious. It's Disney, isn't it? I didn't know that that was on there because I'm like eager to have quick access to Star Wars, all of Star Wars at my fingertips. Uh, I'm sure I'll put on. I, I have a feeling that I'll watch more random episodes of Rebels than I did of Clone Wars. Even they're proud to put their Star Wars stuff out front and center. Same with Marvel. Mm -hmm. uh, the the vault category, the out of the vault category, is actually very exciting to just scroll through a list of that many iconic Disney yeah. movies. Like I'd watch any single one of them anytime. Sure. Um, Pixar as well, and National Geographic is kind of yeah. There's a Jeff nice. Goldblum show on there apparently that uh, they're trying to tout. Jeff Goldblum might be on the verge of getting Me Too'd next. Oh, really? You think so? There have been people sniffing around on Twitter for Jeff Goldblum stories. Somebody's building a case. Ooh. Yeah. That they're they're making way. a podcast. Well, and that might also be why he defended Woody Allen next week. He might be like trying to line up a gig <laughs> for his uh, next movie. Did he movie. do that? Yeah. yeah. That's not good. You just don't need to do that. Even if that is how you feel, just shut up. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> just, don't, just don't go there. No. Scarlett Johansson's Weather the Storm, though, she's going to get nominated for an Academy Award this year, even though she's... You mean she's, for Black Widow? Or for the no. parents one? <laughs> the parents one. Marriage no, Marriage Story. Marriage Story. <laughs> she's also in Jojo Rabbit. Did I tell you I saw oh, Jojo, Jojo Rabbit? Oh, yeah. how is it? Any of those three she could get nominated for. Yeah, she's not going to get nominated for Endgame, if that's they're, what you mean. They are pushing for it. That would be very silly. She's, because she's they, barely in it. Man, but they're pushing for all of them. Yeah. Of the females, it's her last crack at it, so they're likely pushing her hardest on that side. It's not yeah. her last crack at it. She has a show coming on Disney Plus. No, she has a movie. The Black Widow thing? Yeah. Maybe it's a movie. It's, it's a movie. But still, like in terms of that's not going to win dick. Sorry. but She's not going to win for Endgame. She's not going to win anything for it. But... She's not going to get it. No, she's, she's, she's going to get nominated for, for Marriage Story, not for Jojo Rabbit, but she's good in Jojo Rabbit. How was Jojo Rabbit? It's awesome. It's awesome? Yeah. Very cool. I, a someone else wrote on, like, wrote a little review on some social media page and said it was amazing too. It's and out it there. Makes me want to see it. I remember you guys mentioning some stuff about it that was not accurate on a few podcasts back. What do we say? Well, it just uh, you didn't really understand the Hitler side of things, and you understand it a lot. You've seen it. I haven't seen it, but just that he's more of an imaginary friend. It was just kind of illustrated a little differently. Hitler in it is his imaginary friend. Yes, Hitler which is, is not which is Hitler. why which is why Hitler is goofy. Yeah. Well, he is Hitler. He just isn't real. But he no, calls him Adolf. Yeah, but he, it's not Hitler. No, he's not like, I guess. I mean, he still is his, <laughs> he's not, his conscience and he says evil things. Sweets, you did describe it as the true story of what Hitler actually was to you. <laughs> so. Oh, it is. a Yeah, you're right. It is my story. Yeah. That's right. There was Coco uh, Rabbit. What was it? Like Dilbert or Dilber and Hitler were your two uh, imaginary friends <laughs> he is he's referencing my childhood imaginary oh, you friend. actually had an imaginary Dilbert. Friend. yeah he lived in bedford and he drove a pickup truck <laughs> isn't it kind of more exhausting i forgot, I forgot the bedford part yeah. that's amazing <laughs> isn't it kind of more exhausting to have an imaginary friend and to like 
keep people in the loop on what your imaginary friend is doing than just not having an imaginary friend at all. I was I far more efficient. I didn't have one. Yeah, I think I, so too. I don't remember if it was... It's not to be held back by something that doesn't exist. I don't think it was an obstacle. I don't think I made it complicated for anybody else, but I might have like buckled him into the backseat. I thought he had oh, a okay. pickup truck. He had a pickup truck, but no, he must he must have carpooled with us sometimes. It is funny that I said he lived in Bedford because, because my childhood self, Bedford was exotic. <laughs> I was like, well, he does not here right now because he lives far away in Bedford. Bedford. He's one of the high class guys at the pickup truck out there. You never had an imaginary friend? Well, why was he an adult too? I never said he was an adult. He could drive. Yeah, okay. <laughs> His name was Dilder. D- lived by a different set of rules. Jojo Rabbit's imaginary friend was an adult. Okay. <laughs> he did a lot of things. Too. I don't want to have too much in common with I, that kid. I have no idea what the plot of that is. It's it's a it's about a little boy who wants to be like one of Hitler's youth, and then oh. he gets kicked out of camp because he gets injured, and so he's sad because he just has to like live at home with his uh, with his uh, sympathizer mom, right? Uh, and he finds out that she's actually stashing uh, like a, a runaway Jewish girl, and he uh, kind of indirectly befriends her. It's very sweet. It's a sweet story. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I'm totally into it. And I also I watched another Taika Waititi movie. I watched uh, The Hunt for the Wilder People on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this movie? No. Have you heard about this movie? Yes. It's nice. I've heard it's, <laughs> yeah. I've heard it's extremely uh, heartwarming and feel good. That is how you describe it. It's, it's yeah. How it's, old is it? Uh, three or four years old, okay. I think. Yeah. And I don't really, it doesn't really have anybody I, I recognize in it. It's distinctly a New Zealand movie, but it's the kid from Deadpool 2. Okay. And he's like a foster kid who gets sent to live with this this family that only sort of wants him and then he runs away into the woods and it's just this like little little outlaw story for for misfits i'm into it i'm into anything that taika watiti puts his name on right now he's in well that's what this episode he's in the mandalorian i know and that's why i'm although what what did he do in it like do we know he's ig11 and he directed an episode he's the droid oh amazing okay cool the bounty oh, hunter. His right? his voiceover talents are quite good. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, he uh, he co-created what they do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Yeah. That was his thing with Jermaine. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's get through a couple more things first. Sure. Disney Plus. Just while we're on Disney Plus, they have warned users uh, of some still existing outdated cultural norms and some of their older content. So like, I don't think they have like Song of the South on Disney Plus. That's probably a good call. It's probably <laughs> a wise one. But like, you might still come across some weird stuff that doesn't really hold up anymore. And I think they're just trying to get ahead of yep. the outrage machine. That yeah. makes sense. And they probably have found some of it and already pulled it out. I know some people were complaining that Simpsons episodes have been <laughs> censored, and in fact, that's not the case. Fox censored them years ago someone said that the aspect ratio is off a little bit i've heard that for the simpsons and, especially and some but... of the sight gags from the simpsons are missing because they like literally parts of the screen could that happen the aspect ratio does seem weird for disney plus yeah it doesn't seem like standard widescreen it seems even wider for mandalorian yeah that's interesting i could be i could be wrong but it it seemed that way so so far do you guys give disney plus your ass <laughs> Yeah, I give yes. it my plus. Yeah, okay. Definitely. Give it your plus. Definitely. I think the interface is pretty good. It doesn't seem to have a column, or at least when you watch it on Apple TV, it doesn't seem to have a column for like continue watching. Okay. So you have to go in and search Boy Meets World again. <laughs> but let's face it. It's not like Amazon Prime's atrocious interface. Terrible user interface. It's awful. Terrible. It's like, keep watching this episode or keep watching this season and... Oh, I'm gonna favorite this show. Oh, you only favorited episode four of season three. That's that's oh, actually shit. the main reason I never got into Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, because it's just a fucking 
because we accidentally skipped a whole season and then i felt like the stakes were all gone oh oh yeah i remember you saying that that and and you thought that the show hadn't changed that much i didn't notice until a few episodes later (laughs) and i was like well clearly not that much happens i know it's a good show don't at me i didn't care i didn't care enough to keep watching it she's very good yeah i could watch the first i don't know seven episodes and stop caring okay all right hot take yeah, just it, it was good. It was extreme. It was really good. I thought Tony Shalhoub was phenomenal. I thought she was great. I just didn't care anymore. Have either of you guys watched The End of the Fucking World? No. Uh, which one's that? It's the two British kids who go on the run. It's another outlaw show for misfits. I think I watched the pilot. Oh, okay. And I stopped because Les didn't like it. It is kind of dark. It's kind of morose. So we watched. Yeah. The I, first I didn't like season. it that much either. I don't think either. Interesting. You watched the first season. I watched the first season. Yeah, we've been watching the second season. Are you liking it? Yeah, it remarkably picks up nicely. Oh, great. It's one of those seasons that was only, it was a, a series that was only supposed to be one like contained season. It's based on a graphic novel. It ends very conclusively. How are we going to take this to the next thing? Except it's popular. Why don't we try and see what we can do? And in fairness, they do just pick up and they kind of move right past the thing that happens at the end of the first season. Okay. That you weren't sure how in the world they were going to get past it. They just kind of get past it. They're just like, ah, that happened. But anyway, it's six months later. Right. Um, but it's okay because a new thing starts happening really fast and already we're off to the races. And oh, good. Good. It's good. I recommend you give it another shot. Yeah, I might. Sure. Um, what's that other one that's coming back soon? The Netflix? You. We watched that. That was a bad show, but extremely oh, addictive. Yeah. It and was it, 100% going to watch season two. And Sweets watched it too. Did you know, you know this? That Sweets also watched it? Oh, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I recommended it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I have a long history of watching shit that I know is shit because it's addictive. Well, um, and also based on a book that ends conclusively. But I just found out that there is a sequel to the book, and this season is based on the the sequel, and they is have no plans of doing a third season. Which is by Sapphire. It's based on <laughs> yes, based on a little push by Sapphire. Same with the end of the effing world. By the way, they have no intention of of doing right. season three. That's why I bring it up. Um, but as for you, the show you. Yeah, that's right. They announced the dates for it coming out. I was thinking the other day that at the end of this year, I'm going to make a list of the top 10 shows I most enjoyed watching in 2019 because I've watched a lot of good TV this year. Yeah. And you is going to be on there. Is it? It was engaging. It's engaging. I was excited to watch the next one. If I'm making a list, I'm take Mandalorian off of it because it's me. But (laughs) uh, I would honestly put number one as... um, What's that show with Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini? Dead to Me. Dead to Me. That was the, one of the best shows I've seen in years. That yeah. was Whoa, phenomenal. That's, that's a huge endorsement. I, I loved that show. I still haven't watched that yet. And and Sweets has told me a, a lot of times. But if that's one of your favorite shows of the year, then I feel like that's of, a, of the last couple of years. Whoa. It's yeah. just a blast. And they're really good. It's got style. They're, right. Yeah, they're phenomenal in it, the two of them. Okay. Everybody you, is. I mean, we love Linda Cardellini. Oh, yeah. I've got, no, I've got nothing against the show at all i didn't even see it yet i think jen would enjoy it too yeah which will help right you brought notes today i brought notes but they're dirty not, john was good too dirty john good. was good that and was really good thank god there's not another season of that <laughs> there can't be <laughs> no i mean i think there is another season they're gonna call it like dirty steve or something but it's i don't know if it's based on <laughs> she gets fooled again oh <laughs> uh, well she would that's the whole point Connie britain's character was that did dumb. you watch dirty john we only watched the first episode. Oh, episode you should watch that watched. one too. Yeah. Also kind of trash. That one but I based don't think I would watch. Far better than you. Well, the acting is good. Like the quality is better than you and it's probably even more addicting than you. And of course the chilling aspect that it's all real. Oh, it, it's under, it's like 
kind of underplayed in a couple spots. A little bit. That's the craziest part. A little bit. Yeah. I passed out cold in the last episode of Dirty John. <laughs> that makes sense based on what I know of you. And what happens. And <laughs> what you know about the show. Yeah, a gruesome thing happens. Um, the only thing that I wrote down, I wrote down three things. Okay. I wrote down Disney Plus tech glitches. Yep. I wrote down Ricky Gervais hosting the Golden Globes for the very last time. Yeah, it, last time was the very last time. Yeah. This is great. It's, it's a, a host again. Yeah. You can't do this, like, especially the Golden Globes. It's the best one for a host. Golden Globes has never not had a host. Well, it's and that's the thing. So it's just bring back the best host there's been in a long time. Maybe they'll do like Amy Poehler and Tina Fey for the Oscars or something this way. Or like just this no host thing is stupid. And I think that they're at a point now where it, at least there's not that much expectation. Like the expectation was high and then it was higher for Ricky Gervais. And then all the stuff in between happened. And now they're like, let's just try Ricky Gervais again. I just feel like so many people who were on the, there shouldn't be a host train or people who don't watch award shows anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they really seem to think that that was the right way to go. And the Oscars were, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not a huge Kevin Hart stan. I, after all, what, all that happened last year, I wouldn't have been heartbroken had he been the host or not been the host. I thought it was okay. The Emmys were atrocious without a host. Mm. And I think that's the best thing that can happen for this no host movement, because I think they're going to get back to it uh, pretty quickly now. All I watch is the monologue on YouTube and then go to IMDb for the winner's list. Yeah. So, but if there's no monologue, I'm not watching anything. But to your point, Golden Globes are famous for being biting oh, with, with their monologue. There's, yeah, there's phenomenal humor in the Golden Globes. It's it's supposed to be the funniest because it has the, the most room to play with. Ricky Gervais has been a big part of that foundation for the last decade, but the last couple of Golden Globes have been hosted by like Seth Meyers and Jimmy Fallon. And no disrespect to those guys, but they're kind of vanilla for an edgy award show. Mm. Yeah, so I think this is good. Too. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I've written down is why do I see something about The Witcher every time I go on to like r slash television? That's funny. I don't know what The Witcher is either, but I also have noticed you that. You always yeah. see it. Yeah. Well, it's because it's Netflix's big thing they're backing. And Netflix doesn't have a horse currently that they're backing that has any chance to be like... Now, is there a first premier season? television? Is there a first season of The Witcher out? Nope, but they got renewed for season two. Is it based on an existing uh, okay. IP? Yes, The Witcher is a very, very, very successful video game series, and The Ooh. Witcher Three. Uh, I I have it. Um, I, I played it. It came out a few years ago, and I played it a little bit. It wasn't one hundred percent my thing, but even though it wasn't one hundred percent my thing, it was phenomenal it was a phenomenally good game and i could tell the story was phenomenal and people adore it okay. so it does oh. have game of thrones style potential like if of all the shows that could be on tv in the next year uh, i would say the mandalorian and the witcher are probably going to be fighting for that event Front television runners. that Whoa. game of thrones had should we have a little segment called like witcher watch sure Witcher watch what's what's new with the witcher <laughs> but I, I i i'm interested in seeing it mm-hmm. um I don't know if it'll be for me, but I, I think it's got a good chance to take some Game of Thrones audience, and it's more accessible on Netflix. So, yeah. has there been a well-received video game adaptation to screen? I don't know of any versions that are um, like Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider. Is there one of those that's like? Well, not, no, I'm not... trying to think of television, um, but oh. when it comes to movies, no, it's widely uh, viewed that Detective Pikachu might be the best. Wow. A variation of a video game movie ever. I, I never would have thought that for that category, but you're right. That does count. And I think that's the one that's, I think it's definitely the highest on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And there's one other one that came out recently that also 
No, maybe not. Maybe it wasn't recently. But I'm thinking like the Assassin's Creed movie with Fassbender oh, was was trash. totally maligned, right? And World of Warcraft. Assassin's Creed has a stupid plot line. The That's game the thing. is fun, and the history is fun because it's history. The plot of Assassin's Creed is stupid. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like biological. Um, yeah, you get in like, like a tanning bed that yeah. turns you like into your like it pulls your like genetics so that you're able to turn into someone from your like ancestry but you right. go back in time and live through their lifestyle whether they were like Ooh. a pirate or somebody cooler than you are that's right. a tough that's sell. the whole point so that's it's a... essentially time travel through uh genetic morphing yeah via <laughs> tanning bed absolutely yeah. it's it's so stupid has there been yeah. a well-received tanning bed but to screen game production oh i would say maybe like scream um two or something where the girl gets locked in the tandem or maybe that's final destination final destination yeah it's because i was gonna say that's the i i specifically have only seen one scene from final destination ever and it was that <laughs> one does she get crushed or cooked <laughs> she gets cooked oh okay which is so ridiculous it is so ridiculous it would take so long <laughs> i want to thank you for having a good answer to my stupid question there you go you nailed it what else Keep do you have? coming. Uh, just The Witcher? That was it. I mean, that's a good question because I haven't paid it a lot of mind, but now I'm interested now well, that you've said that. I noticed today that it got renewed for a second season, so Netflix at least has some confidence in it, although they renew everything. Renewed before it's even premiered? Yeah. That well, mean, That means it's, yeah. it's airing at least well in its kind of early attempts. But that, this is their want, isn't it? To renew stuff and put a lot of steam behind something and then full stop cut it off at its knees. Yeah, but... My guess is that means that they're already starting to invest in season two. If they've already announced that they're doing it, they're investing in it. Okay. And so it could get cut off, but this is not a cheap show. And so if they've at least put that out there, they've told dozens and dozens of people that they have a job next year. Ah. Uh. And like those hundred maybe people are expect because they're all of the massive budget going into this show. That's expectation that's fair to keep for a company like Netflix. Does Netflix feel a little desperate to you guys right now? I yes. think this is desperate. I, yeah. I think it Kinda could be a desperation that. move that works 100%. Because but it's a desperation move. I hadn't thought about how they don't really have like a big thing to push right now. And I guess The Witcher counts. Mm. But they don't have like a big thing otherwise that I'm really psyched about. I know that they're letting non-subscribers watch the premiere episode of season three of The Crown for free, which seems like a really <laughs> weird thing to do while these years That's are That's really strange. Uh, a <laughs> yeah. weird, weird show to pick. That is their next big one for like the masses to look forward to though. Like of, yep. of their top five productions, The Crown is one of them and that's, it's they're entering a new generation for The Crown. They will put a lot of emphasis behind that season three premiere. But I mean, when it comes to really intense television that kind of captivates multiple audiences, probably i mean correct me if i'm wrong like what would you say is the biggest thing on television right now like succession was probably the thing that got most people completely glued to an event pro but is that event programming no it's a gluing television show but it's not event programming the way game of thrones was at all and has really no potential to be i don't know if i agree with that i think that succession if nothing else is one of the only appointment tv shows on right now, I think it's one of the last water cooler shows. Maybe, Maybe. because of lack of lack of competition. That's my time. that's my thought. I think it's. I don't think it's that show. I think and Breaking Bad. This is something everybody forgets. Breaking Bad did shit. Yep, it was not a well rated show. That's it true. was not the water cooler show. Lost to Walking Dead every it single week. Lost to Walking Dead on its finale. Yep, 
and Walking Dead, it was not even their season finale. Nope. It was just a middle of the season episode. Breaking Bad didn't do that well. Mm -hmm. People watched it on Netflix and have grown to love it over time. Uh, I caught up and was able to watch the last season live, which was phenomenal, and I didn't like miss anything out. And it was one of the best TV viewing experiences of my life. Not even close. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that Succession has necessarily that, even that capability. And Breaking Bad has nothing on Game of Thrones in terms of the mass appeal that it had for an audience. And so I, I think there's a huge hole in the TV yeah. industry that The Mandalorian and The Witcher are dying to fill. The Witcher will be, to a degree, a bit of a carbon copy of Game of Thrones. And HBO, of course, of course wants to fill that with their new Game of Thrones spinoff. So. And weirdly... The Walking Dead is kind of picking up steam again. Is it really? Apparently, it's good again. <laughs> yeah, it's like somehow got a 15th wind. Is this because Robert Kirkman left the scene? I, I, I'm honestly not sure. I've just seen more and more about The Walking Dead lately and how it's like, oh, it's getting interesting again. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've heard that too. Are People are and... happy again, apparently. <laughs> Do they have any intention of cutting that show off at any point? Because I know that the comic book series just abruptly ended last year. Which is yeah. super cool. I think it was really cool. And I, I hoped that they would end it like two years ago, but we actually got off that train. I haven't been watching it for a couple of years. That actually happened with Hawaii Five though for me. I want... You were on no, Hawaii Five-0? No, but like I was. I watched Hawaii Five-0 for like the first... I forget how many seasons, but it's on like season like 10 now. But like there was an episode... It's still on? Yeah. I, there was an episode in like season six or seven. Or no, I've stopped watching it for at least four or five years. So, But whatever it was. And I honestly thought that it was like an abrupt series finale and that they just pulled the wool over everyone's eyes. Mm. And I was like, this is phenomenal. And then there was a next week on Hawaii Five O, and I never watched it again. <laughs> this is so fascinating that you watched it in it, the first place. It was just a middle of the season episode, and I thought they're pulling. They're gonna. This is phenomenal. They're ending the show on a complete like they didn't tell anyone. And this is a this is a really good series finale, and then it just continued. This raises an interesting <laughs> question about shows that stay on the air too long. Uh, fans of those shows, if they could indicate at what episode should the series have ended? It was the only time I ever noticed that. Oh, really? And that's why it sticks out to me so quickly, and I jump to it right now, because it was one where I was like, no, an abrupt ending was needed. I loved uh, Californication for the first four years. Oh, yeah. The season four finale of Californication should have been the series finale. It was they, phenomenal. They did it well for a few years in a row, because that was renewed one year at a time. Yeah. So they had, like, the second, I think the first, second, and third season, maybe the fourth season, too. Uh, all could have ended right there. There were no cliffhangers in Californication because they always had to finish shooting before they found out if they were going to get renewed. Right. And they were always kind of on the block. Yeah. And so they always had a nice conclusive series finale or mm. season finale. But season four in particular was perfect. It was done. And then they came back for like four more seasons. We all just wanted yeah. him to get back together with the original wife. Mm -hmm. And like his daughter likes him. His da yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no uh, external pressures. That is not a show you could make book. anymore. Like the first four seasons are all about his his legal woes while he's getting sued for statutory rape. Oh my god! Yeah, that even that whole plot line was pretty, that was that was the series pretty dark. For in the pilot episode, he has sex with a woman who lies about her age. Then he finds out that she's sixteen, and the next four seasons are him just trying to to survive that storm. Oh That's my true. god! Yeah. I guess the title makes more sense now, but... Oh, yeah. 
but but it's it doesn't happen. Plot. It doesn't happen in the first season, though, does it? First episode. First episode. First, the statutory rape happens. First episode. Oh, good god. Yeah. The show yeah, goes right. downhill from there, believe it or not. That show. I loved it. I loved the first four seasons. He's very charismatic in it, Duchovny. He has Great to character. be. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Now, the only other thing, speaking of shows that are on too long, um, they are talking about a Friends reunion. Mm -hmm. They're uh, calling it an unscripted reunion at HBO Max. This was planned all along because it was HBO that got Jennifer Aniston to sign up for Instagram and post that picture of the titular friends together. No, it's not. Her show's right. on Apple TV Plus. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah, so I don't... All right. I don't, Swing and a miss. I don't know why HBO. I don't know what has, that has to do with anything. You'd think it They would, paid the most. Yeah, but you'd think that the Peacock or whatever would have... No, no, sorry. They, they bought the rights. They own the rights. HBO Max is going to stream Friends. I yeah. thought it was going to be on the Peacock. No, it's going to be on HBO Max. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Peacock is... They paid $85 is, million dollars for those rights. Ugh. The Peacock is in P-Talks to have the new MacGruber TV show. Yeah, that's right. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. It is a great idea. It, it, it should be a TV show. It should be a TV show, a la... I kind of wish HBO Max went for MacGruber, because I, I just feel like I would be more likely to watch something on HBO Max than... I don't want any... I won't watch anything on HBO Max. No? HBO has two god... It has three, I think. It has... No, it has two. It has HBO Max and HBO Go and something else. But HBO, you're right. They have needs to fucking consolidate their streaming. They could yeah. all just be HBO. Yeah. yeah, it's it's called Home Box Office. Just I don't know. Be creative. Right. I mean, it's, Apple TV Plus is also the worst no, ever. Why are we good. just putting Plus on the end of brands and? Apple's been doing the, that for a while for larger devices. It was a mistake. So it was, it was right. a mistake. It, it's totally stupid. Right. But they had a device, like they had a hardware called an Apple TV. And, and, and suddenly they're making yeah. like, an, like an interface that is also named that with a plus on the end. It should be Apple streaming. Yeah, that would be better. Yeah. Or the Apple tree. I was going to say, they need to start doing more puns with Apple. Yeah, why not? Well, I would be yeah. totally game for that. Applesauce. Yeah. But I don't think Steve Apple's going to be okay Applesauce. <laughs> I'm going to put on some applesauce. I'm going to sit down on my couch. It's it going to be applesauce and chill with my it, wife. It yeah. should be called applesauce. Let's let's start that movement. If Apple just was suddenly, they suddenly stopped taking themselves so seriously and they just made fun of themselves and everything they did, I would kind of be game for that. Okay, right. we all got to come the up. The new laptop is excruciatingly slow. It's called Granny Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so we all got to come up with a name. I'll come up with a new one. Uh, mine is the Fritter. Sweets, you go. What's the, what's the Fritter? The Fritter is the, the new Apple streaming. So it has to be kind of a oh. pun with... with Oh, apple. okay. Um, I'll go fritter. What about candy apple? Candy apple. Okay, sure. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, a, it's an bad. apple thing. <laughs> that's not bad. Okay, what do you think? Oh, shit, what are all the crazy apple names that are out there? Like, um... I don't know. Like you said Granny Smith. That wasn't bad. Uh, like Graviota or something? Is that yeah, there's got to be some sort of like fancy apple that's out there, like a Fuji apple. Well, you're thinking yeah. of, don't forget about the grapple, which was the grape-infused apple that oh. cost like eight bucks a, an apple. They were awful. They were disgusting. They tasted like those really bad, she doesn't listen to this, so I love you, but uh, terrible juice boxes that mom would buy when we were kids that were the grape apple that were awful oh i don't remember those specifically i hated them i like the fruit punch ones or just plain apple but grape <laughs> a, gra grape apple's a terrible juice uh 
Okay. So that well, was, grapple. Yeah. So, so grapple. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah, it's a terrible streaming service. We'll just call it. We'll call it Crapple. 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 Oh, right. there it is. It's like crackle, but it, it's Crapple. You it also there. gives an opinion. I like that. <laughs> an unscripted friends reunion is just the six of them on the couch talking to. It's an intervention for Matthew Perry, is what. It is. Well, maybe. I mean, is he doing okay? Is he? No, he's in serious trouble right now. I mean, if you read no. page six, he's not doing well. But you need to take that with a grain of salt. He just right. looks rough, and he's looked rough for the last fifteen years. Courtney yeah. Cox Instagrammed a selfie of her having had lunch with Matthew Perry the other day, and he did look old. Yeah. He looked old, and he didn't look unwell. No, he just there was also a photo that went around of him. It was like he was like on a date or something, and. He looked rough. Well, there was a time he, he's had a lot of health problems. He's like yeah. spent like two months in the hospital. He had like some kind of bacterial infection or something. But he um, <laughs> probably from what happened from the date. Maybe it was that. Yeah. Maybe so. <laughs> All right. And he's like a chronic uh, like single man. He's like mm. he's an ever bachelor, which he's, is fine. But the, I think he's the real life Californication character. A little bit, I H- think. Hank. Like, uh, Hank Moody. Hank he Moody. he like sold his his super beautiful twenty million dollar. Uh, palisades mansion mm-hmm. and just lived in a hotel for two years and just, like ordered all his food to the hotel room and played video games for two years so he has had kind of like a weird time mm-hmm. i don't i think it, it goes too far to say that a friend's reunion would be I'm, a matthew perry i was joking okay <laughs> i think it's just for the cash it's, it's absolutely for the cash all right they're gonna get paid so much money as long as we're all on the same page <laughs> also like lisa kudrow just does little bit things here and there and courtney cox doesn't do much and jen aniston gets paid like three million an episode for the apple show or whatever two million i watched the second episode of that by the way is it good yeah did you watch more of it slaney i watched through three episodes okay i maintain that it sucks you, you don't I, like I think it. it's okay. a very stupid self-important you, show you said after the show last week you're like maybe i was being too hard on it by not giving it my ass but that's good you're, no you're it's good Reese, what did, okay what was the last two shows you guys did we did the morning show and what else did we do last week uh, oh, a, uh, his dark materials. Yeah, it was like I knew it was another big prestige show. Yeah, which was another HBO show. I must have missed last week's. Maybe you did. Yeah, I, I went pretty hard on on morning show, but I actually I co-sign with last week's sweets. Reese Witherspoon is wretched in this show. She's ridiculous, in the, and and I don't like her. Frankly, Aniston's not great either. It's not her fault so much as the writing is ridiculous. Nobody is likable in this show, and I extend that certainly to Steve Carell, but also to Mark Duplass mm-hmm. and Billy Crudup. And everyone oh, no, else. Now I listened to last week's show. Billy Crudup, I didn't know it was in the show until you guys mentioned it. No, thanks. It's just, it, they're so needlessly mean. Mm-hmm. And then I, if I could spoil episode two. Go for it. Do it. Jennifer Aniston knows that her contract is in negotiations in order, in order to reclaim some power at the network where she's feeling a little bit insecure. She goes up to accept a Lifetime Achievement Award and she tells the world that her new co-host is Bradley Jackson, who was Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. So this woman who she's been feuding with on and off camera, she decides to just throw a wrench into the system and invite her to be her co-host in place of Steve Carell, which would never happen in real life. No. Do it's you- not like they would then be, like they would have the jaws of life on them. They'd have no choice. They'd just be like, oh, when when Jennifer Aniston said that, she was crazy and she's fired now speaking of that do you think that's a an a star is born reference bradley jackson a combination of bradley cooper and jackson <laughs> Maine? was that just did they love no probably not <laughs> probably not but it, okay. but the show is shallow i'll give you that much uh, oh that was good we got there all right well now that we got there do you want to talk about the mandalorian 
Yeah, who's gonna sure. who's gonna recap it? Are we letting Ross do it? Because well, well that's a, that's a good point. A guess. Do I have thirty seconds? Because normally that's on the show tough. show we do a thirty second recap. On uh, Recorder sixty six, we just go back and forth for like four minutes. It usually goes on too long. <laughs> okay. Um, we could do it for thirty seven minutes. Thirty seven. Just we watch the show. Just stream that's the right. whole thing. So I'll start out. <laughs> how about uh how about we put ross on the clock do you want to do it in 30 uh what do you guys usually do 30 we usually do 30 that's extremely hard and i will i will give it a go i think so too sweets crushes this game he and is, i am i'm not good at time very bad. shit like this i'm so not bad. that good at it i'm occasionally okay at it do you want 45 or is that too much no i want to try what you guys do because i know i won't get it either way all right i'm gonna put 30 seconds on the clock and ross you're gonna recap the pilot episode of the mandalorian in three, two, one, go. So we start off with our man with no name. It's in the Wild West, but it's outer space. This is a Mandalorian who looks just like Boba Fett. We meet him at a bar where he essentially beats up a bunch of people, claims a bounty, turns him in. We get to meet his guild leader. And basically, this is where it's a group of bounty hunters that work together. He says, there's not many jobs, but there's this one job. He goes to meet the guy face to face. The guy says, hey, I'm part of the old empire, but I need you to do this job for me, dead or alive. He goes and sends him on his way. It's a specifically weird job with very little information. The Mandalorian arrives in this planet, gets trained by Stop time. Fuck, that's so that's hard. Really tough. Holy really shit, tough. it's hard. Yeah, you got you got a little in the details. You pulled a Slaney. I, I will. Know. I will say when I tried rehearsing this with Jen earlier, and I was like, "It's not going to be me doing it tonight," but I just want to see how far I get because she watched it with me, and I did not get out of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried it once, and I didn't get out of the bar either. And I said, "I'm going to just." I'll make the bar five seconds Consolidate. And, and then I'll be fine. If you had another like six seconds, you would have nailed it. I, 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 th I was pretty close because there's the last 10 minutes of the show. Not much happens. It's, no. it's amazing, but not much in terms of description. It's, so after that, uh, he gets led by this one little man who knows the area really well. He takes him to an area to take out a bunch of bounty hunters to collect mm -hmm. the bounty so that he can just make the peaceful world. He meets a droid there who takes out a bunch of people. They team up together. They take out everybody who's there guarding this one bounty. They realize it's a little baby. The droid wants to kill the baby. He shoots the droid and we realize it is a little baby what people have referred to now on the internet correctly as a yodeling, which I think a is yodeling. Great. Well, they're not, we don't know what they're actually called because okay. that's been one of the greatest mysteries yeah, since there's 1980. No, there's no species name. There has never there has, there has never been, but this is the third of that species we've ever met, and it is by like 600 years the youngest. It's, now, who is the second of the species that we met? We meet Yaddle in the prequels. And, oh, and to say we okay. meet her is kind of reaching because she's just a background Jedi Council member. True. I mean, character has been expanded in, in some canon and some legends as well. But um, pretty restrictively because yep. it, it for all of the background that exists in basically every corner of Star Wars, Yoda, this major top five icon mm -hmm. in the series, deliberately has no background, species or origin, mm -hmm. uh, except to say that we know how old he is. And we know that this little baby yodeling is 50. Yeah, yeah. it's not really a baby. It's it's a 50-year-old. Well, it's a baby. <laughs> okay. But doesn't that also take away from the intelligence of Yoda? Because you're like, oh, Yoda says like he's like, how old is he? 900. Say? He says he's 900 years old. So really if you didn't accumulate any wealth if you, uh, any wealth of knowledge because you were still a baby at age 50 then how smart are you really when you're 900 to your point if if, okay. if 50 yeah. is one in yodeling years that makes yoda like 18 when he's 900 we're basically he's in his pre-20s he's not old enough to drink yet <laughs> what a punk okay 
No. <laughs> so if we're going on like, okay, Matt, <laughs> I'm listening. How if you were studying, yeah. to, like to to gain knowledge and wisdom? Uh-huh. Yes, I've. How done much? That how much do you think you could retain if you had to start studying right now, in for one year? Think you could retain a lot of information? How about when you were one? Could you right. retain anything? Yoda. Once he has 700 years of being a conscious creature, I think he can do a lot with that. I don't think you should blame him for being like a baby still at 50. For how the age works for this particular species. And also, we we don't know that this yodeling is stupid or ill-equipped. In fact, we have reason to believe he's quite a threat to somebody because they want him dead. Well, it has the potential to be for sure. Well, and and, uh, further to that... Is this an indication that the Force is going to exist in The Mandalorian? Because yes, definitely. I think so, right? I think there's a very good chance The Mandalorian is Force-sensitive. And also, the, the little crib was, like, levitating. Yep. But that's Star Wars technology, though. That's right. It's, oh, like, like, there's a speeder in the episode, too, that levitates as well. Oh, okay. So you think that it's just, like... it's. I guess it's more convenient to have a levitating It's also a nice... Than. It's a nice little show. Unless there's a power outage. In Revenge... <laughs> <laughs> in revenge of the sith though yoda does ride around on uh this kind of like almost like a cradle uh so that he's eye level with like mace window <laughs> and, but it just hovers <laughs> as along. you want to be it, it just hovers along similar to this um any kind of relation directly to yoda's bloodline possible um, s- some people are like saying oh guess uh yodel and yaddle got it on. yoda and yaddle got it on but no i don't think so uh, I believe we're going to learn, we are going to learn more about the species. We'll learn what they're called. We'll learn about how many there are. We'll learn that most likely that they're all force sensitive. Hence the reason why this character is so important. Um, yeah. Who wants him dead? The empire. But the empire is no more. The empire is fragmented. Right. The empire mm-hmm. is not no more. Uh-huh. Also, we don't know who sent the bounty for IG-11. No. Nope. Because the Mandalorian was told dead or alive. IG-11 was told dead. That's true. I thought this was IG-88, and it's not. No, it's IG-11. So IG-88 was the character from The Empire Strikes Back, but they're all bounty droids, and so they're. it's just this is a specifically different one. Now, explain the uh, the character in The Empire Strikes Back, because I'm trying to remember. Uh, the, the character is just in the room with Vader when he tells... The bounty hunters find me Han Solo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. It's just because legends and its existence since 1980, people have obsessed and built lore around this character for oh, so that's long. So cool. Uh, and very obviously, John Favreau started writing this. Well, he even said he started, he, the, he had a lot of these ideas since he was a kid. He wanted to do a show about Boba Fett and IG 88. Right. Oh, obviously, and he had those action figures, and those were the ones he played with. So it's fair to say that this show, The Mandalorian, is a proxy show for the Boba Fett movie production that really should never be. I think most definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think there's an extremely good chance that that's the case because they were going to announce it at one point, and there's no even fragments of that. I think there's a, still a very good chance Boba Fett will be in this show. Oh, okay. This even, is... even though he should theoretically be dead, there is no chance he's dead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's. It, Disney has owned Star Wars for, um, I've was it six years, seven years? Yeah. Um, they've not mentioned once to canonize Boba Fett's whether he's dead or alive. Uh, Cobb Vanth uh, was a guy who he decided that he would take up the Boba Fett. He found his armor mm-hmm. on Tatooine, but he found his armor. No body. 
no body. Mm. So he likely crawled his way out of the Starlock pit in some way, shape, or form. And I don't know why he had to shed his armor, or maybe he was rescued by somebody and they shed his armor, and he was like, fuck, you lost my armor! <laughs> but yeah. So this guy, Cobb Vanth, found Boba Fett's armor, and he essentially became the sheriff of Tatooine. When uh, to... he appears in The Mandalorian, do we cast the same gentleman who played Jango Fett? You have to. Yeah. Yeah, to Tomorrow Morrison. or I think But age yeah. works. Oh, Because he would have aged a little bit. Well, that's what like a lot of people... And so who's Jango Fett? Jango Fett was portrayed Fett. in Attack of the Boba Clones series. as Boba Fett's father. Mm. Okay. But he was the mold of all of the clone troopers. And in fact, right. Boba Fett is not his son. He is a clone. He's an exact clone. Who right. who ages through like a normal lifespan as opposed to some of these other clones, which are like all modifications and perfections. Okay. Boba Fett is genetically the same as the clone troopers. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah well, he's I, genetically the same as his father. Yes, I was going to point out that he looks uh, the same as the clone troopers. That I, I learned just recently that new Star Wars lore or new Star Wars uh, uh, hype has has the the idea that yeah, Boba Fett never actually died. Well, and so like he didn't die in Legends, right? But in can't like it's not been, Disney's never announced whether he died or lived. Mm -hmm. So they've obviously been waiting for a point to right. make an, an announcement. It makes sense that it's this show. I mean, throughout the show, I was confident of one or two of one of two things. Fifty-year-old man. It's probably Boba Fett that's the target. Mm. He's fifty. Or I had heard rumors a long time ago, a long like over a year ago, that the target was a baby. Okay. And that mm. that would be the thing that changes the Mandalorian. And then I heard a few months after that that the target was a fifty-year-old. I was like, that's a specific. Mm. And then I heard a few months after that a rumor that Yoda's species would be explored in the series. And as soon as I heard that rumor, I was like, holy shit, a 50-year-old is the baby and it's a Yoda baby. Yeah. And so I actually was expecting it. And as soon as I saw the cradle, I knew exactly what it was. Oh. Um, but so that was why I was kind of like I mentioned to you. I was like, it was kind I, I kind of saw it. You're just coming. a step ahead of it. It's so impressive but, that you were expecting a 50-year-old baby Yoda at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I was. I knew it was. I figured it was one of those two, and I did think it was going to be Boba Fett, just because. I, but I also knew there was a spoiler at the end of the show, mm. and so I knew it was the target because right. it was getting the more the show's going, you know that the spoiler has to be the target because that's what they're going to reveal at the end of the episode. Yeah, and so who could the target be? That's a spoiler, and then it was just it only left a couple of options. Right. Uh, like do you know anything interesting about the weapon that Bo that uh, Mandalorian carries in this show? I can tell you a whole lot of stuff. That weapon was initially drawn for the holiday special yeah. for Boba Fett. Boba Fett carries it in the holiday special. And the Mandalorian uses this specifically as his main weapon. Also, the, the Mythosaur, which uh, uh, Nick Nolte, the, the Mandalorians rode the Mythosaur. And it, like, specifically, like that's a, something that's been expanded upon in Legends a lot. And so, so what John is, Le Le is Legends is it like a book series? No, so sorry about that. Uh, Legends, when Disney purchased a Star Wars from, like, purchased Lucasfilm, yeah. they took all material that was not the Clone Wars television show that was animated and right. run by George Lucas and Dave Filoni uh, and all of the movies. Okay. Those became canon. Okay. Anything else that was made Star Wars, comics, novels, anything else was made Legends. Oh, so ideally, because it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, the notion of, and this is something that people forget a lot about what Legends really means, is that mm -hmm. long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, these are all stories. And so essentially everything that was then made canon, they basically said, okay, you can be confident this stuff happened. Right. You've seen it, it's been happened. Everything else, just pretend like it's like 
grapevine passed down legends and stories that have heard. And so maybe there's grains of truth in there, but maybe it's got a lot of shit that's wrong or got sure. mixed in with other stories. It was a very clever thing Disney did to uh, keep the anger at bay by hardcore Star Wars fans right. when they wanted to reassume uh, creative control. Yeah. Right. And, and also s- cherry pick what they think is the best. Exactly. Story. And so yeah. something Ross often says is that in many cases, you have reason to believe that something that exists in Legends is true until Disney says otherwise. Right. Yes. In okay. a lot of cases, that's the case. However, in a lot of cases, for example, uh, with things that happen after uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff was wiped out because they wanted to make this new trilogy. Right. A lot of the stuff that was Legends that occurred pre-Return of the Jedi, Disney's done a good job of being like, okay, it, this thing right here, it doesn't fuck with anything we're doing. We'll make that canon in a book. We'll make a reference to it. So anybody knows that they've learned about that in the past. We make an offshoot reference. They know, okay, cool. Everything I learned about that, now that's also true. Right. So Mandalore, because people thought Boba Fett was really cool. Yeah. And he was like, oh, he's a Mandalorian because he's got this Mandalorian armor. Boba Fett wasn't right. a Mandalorian. Now, can you can you explain to me a little bit what a Mandalorian sure. is? Because I don't, beyond Boba Fett. Yeah, well, that's what... what Boba Fett's not a Mandalorian. Right, because he's a clone, or you're saying. Yeah, well, actually, that's that's very true. He's a clone of his father, and his father wasn't a Mandalorian. His okay. father was one of the most successful bounty hunters in the galaxy, and that's the reason why he was the one they chose to clone and make a, a millions of. Gotcha. Because he was dope. He was LeBron. Yeah. Right. He, he was yeah. the goat. He was, he was your goat, exactly. Okay. Um, however, in the end, as with everybody in that family, the jetpack was his failure. Oh, no. People forget that a lot about Jango. Is that Fett right? Well. Jet- un- undoing? Someone shot his jetpack, and so he's trying. That's he's, true. he's trying to get away from Mace We Windu. think about the decapitation, but there's more to it than there's that. There's more to it that because Boba Fett's was way lamer. He just gets knocked in the back and falls over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, so Boba, so Jango Fett, uh, it's now been determined and it's been made canon by George Lucas because he liked to gain a little bit of control back. He's like, oh no, uh, Jango Fett, he actually, um, he, he, he killed a Mandalorian, he, he took his armor. Uh, and so, okay, and so specifically, it was like he basically wanted to say, "Oh, Jango Fett, he was he was a badass bounty hunter. Right. He killed a Mandalorian, and the Mandalorians have been built up in legends and other lore, and, and now canon into clans, and they're a warrior people. Right, so they're... they have a huge warrior history. Uh, and then the Baskar steel is where they build their uniforms from, which yep. they referenced in this, uh, and that was mined specifically only at Mandalore. It's what they built their armor in, and they had their. Uh, their helmets, which are very ceremonial, but mean a great deal to specific families. And do they accept it as a form of payment? Uh, well, it's extremely valuable. Okay. Think of it as Nazi gold in right. this situation. Sure. Because the Empire seized it all, yeah. and it was not theirs to seize. But in right. the case of Mandalorians, it's also... It, it would be like... It would be like robbing Canada of all of our maple syrup. Right. And then restoring things to their good order. Right, and we then building, and then building your shoulder pads out of maple syrup. Out of maple syrup. Well, it's actually for, you need those for the NHL playoffs. Well, I've yeah. heard about this for a long time, and it's the most video game concept I've ever imagined. But I love it, and it's the kind of thing they need to apply to Star Wars video games in the future. But he's going to upgrade his uniform the entire series. Yeah. So by there are a couple shots where we've seen of him in like right. episode seven or eight. Where he's loaded and his he's all in Baskar steel. Right. They really make a meal out of him putting the shoulder pad on. Yeah, because it's like, it, <laughs> it, 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 well, it means a lot. The, that little kind of walk into the the Mandalorian kind of tunnel in that underground air. It's really to show that they're a very cultural people. They have a mm. way of doing things, and they're very ceremonious about um, 
their history and anyone who's kind of threatened that way of life and in the case of the empire ruined that way of life for many years in the case of the clone wars ruined that life for many years um a lot of people like because of their warrior history they move that into aggression and are very like kind of as you can see in the mandalorian's case up front and willing to take no prisoners for the the sake of the mandalorian people right it kind of made me think that the shoulder pad was going to save the day in the end it yeah. did. Like, I, it thought, did. He, I thought he it, was going to like... It did. He got shot by IG-88 and he hit him in the shoulder pad. Oh, no way. Yeah. Okay, and IG-88 so said, stand down. And he gets shot by it. And he gets... It, blinks, off it his... blinks right off and he just Whoa. falls over. IG-11. IG-11. Thank you. Catch. Okay. I want to go back to the beginning. I want to know if either or both of you had the same first uh, realization as I did. The very first thing that occurred to you about this show when you first put it on. When did it happen? When did this story take place? That's right, and and where specifically? I, I I'm not sure. I, I actually is it Hoth? N- no, I'm pretty sure this story took place uh, uh, in in the future, right? Of course, and, and, a, and a galaxy near, nearby, and nearby. a galaxy very near here. Yes, the galaxy next door. You cannot start anything in Star Wars without a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It stood out right. to me like a sore thumb. I was like, why not? Why didn't you put that in there? I'm also bummed that they didn't have a crawl. You thought there'd be a crawl? I thought, like, I personally, like, I didn't, there's not much I like from Solo. I liked the Solo crawl. And also, it's a television series. George Lucas put those in to make it, like, in the movies to make them feel serialized like a Flash Gordon TV show. Right. Yeah. And this is the start of a television show. Yeah. And so, if you want, if we're going to create a sequential story from here forward, you don't need them past the first episode. Right. But you should lead up to what's the state of the galaxy. It also allows you to remove some of the clunky exposition in that pilot episode where they're like, the Empire is no more. And it just like helps you to understand that we're five years past Absol- Return of the Jedi. Absolutely. Yeah. The, well, the exposition I thought was handled well, but very obvious when done. Right. Yeah. The clunky exposition is, I watched um, uh, Phantom Menace on the weekend with nice. a... a Eleven uh, year old time well spent. That and, must have been a cooler experience than watching with an adult. Well, it was yeah, it, it definitely was. But he was not even that interested either because yeah. like the prequels are so space politicky, so uh, much more than than yeah, you know, all of the more exciting Star Wars, which is all of them other than the prequels. But that movie opinion. has pieces that make up for that. Oh, That's yeah. true. There, there's a lot of fun in it, and yeah. I found myself getting into that, and yes. I was like, oh my god, why are we in front of council again? <laughs> <laughs> the Viceroy. What's happening? Yeah. The oh, goddamn yeah. Viceroy. Yeah. Awful. So racist. Right. Yeah. The, the, that yeah. was very problematic, too. And it made me really realize at this time, watching Jar Jar Banks for like, oh, no, this is... Well, people had said that before, and I was like, oh, yeah, people are saying he's supposed to be like a Caribbean guy, but no, it's very clearly like... Two of the worst things about those is how racist they are, but also they're the cleanest examples of why it doesn't feel like old Star Wars for a lot of people is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chewbacca did not speak English. Jar Jar should not have spoken English. Yeah. The Viceroy were the kind of, there were the political huts of that kind of, of the prequels. Naboo, yeah. Right. And yeah. so they should not have spoken English. Right. And so a lot of people really hated that Horatio Sanz's character in Mandalorian spoke English. Okay. I'm glad that you got there because we, we the cold open is amazing. It's, it really establishes that this show is going to be thematically a western we're literally in a saloon and there's an altercation i I love that also and i just told me to cut you off there but i love that so much the previews we've seen are just from this just from the pilot yep yep totally we've seen just a couple shots aside from that anything that we wanted to show like gina carano's character in 
chewing in this episode but other than that it all came from this episode right and so it's very clearly a western from the saloon itself to stepping outside and we're in utter desolation but that character that horatio sands plays speaking of jar jar Mm -hmm. i hate him just as much I, i i i hate how colloquial he is i think he's i think he's like child service i don't i don't I now, don't, who was Horatio Sons? The, the, the blue-faced guy. Really? Yeah. I was trying to figure out so badly who that was, and I couldn't even find him in the cast afterwards when I kind of quickly looked it up. Uh, it's called Basic in Star Wars, English. Yeah. Uh, okay. And some people thought he shouldn't have. I think he should have spoken Basic because um, uh, Mithrals, I think that's what they're called, Mithrals or something like that, that's the species, they do speak Basic as their primary language. Uh, but the problem was that he just sounded exactly like a human mm-hmm. and his mouth was exactly like a human. Yeah. Mm. And you could see his nose underneath whatever mask makeup thing they had. It didn't work for me. And so you weren't feeling it. You need no. to give him fangs. I hated him. You need to paint the inside of his mouth, give him some form of lisp. Yeah. Like, he was like a kid in a Halloween costume. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, you don't. He doesn't need to speak. He doesn't need to be like, oh, oh, uh, on life day, I, uh, I was hoping to get out. To, he, he can speak. <laughs> I'm, gonna, do, uh, I'm gonna go use the bathroom. The old thorax. And literally yeah. show us a toilet for the first time in Star Wars. I thought that was kind of cool. Did you? Yeah, I thought the the vac tube. And I like, I was, I had no problem with the scene or any of it. And for, I thought like the life day thing. Life day was very first brought up in the in the Christmas special because it's okay. supposed to Christmas. When is the in Christmas Star Wars, special? They have like, life day. Can I find this? Yeah, you can find it. It okay. used to be completely unfindable. It's fine. It's findable now. Okay, cool. and it's it was terrible. It made me I've think when they it. showed the toilet, I was like, "This must be something that like Star Wars fans have been lauding about for a year." <laughs> no, like, they must really want to see a toilet or something. They've been mentioned in novels, I'm sure. So okay. Mandalorian carbon freezes him. Yep, kind of indicating that carbon freezing technology has gotten a lot more satellite than it used to be. We don't need to commit like a whole basement of uh like <laughs> right like it's, yeah that's a good, that's a fair point. Uh, He's got like Darth a Vader carbonite call- rack. Yeah. Well, yeah, because well, Darth Vader calls it a very crude chamber, though. Yep. The that's one true. on Bespin, and so interesting, like point that they would bother having their. This isn't our best, but it's <laughs> so, it's a crude chamber. Well, no, that's the reason why he freezes Han Solo. He 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 says, "Hey, Boba, you can you can take him in, you can take him in carbonite, right. but I specifically he, I'm going to freeze him in carbonite. I know you you want to make sure he comes as a live asset." But I don't give a shit. We're going to test it on Han Solo because I need to take Luke Skywalker to the Emperor. And he's going to be a little harder to manage than Han Solo. So I'm going right. to freeze Han Solo as a test. If he lives, then I can freeze my son later. Oh, right. I, yes, I do recall that. He so, may not have lived. So then we go to meet up with Carl Weathers, who, in spite of himself, is just chubs to me from Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Grief, uh, grief Targa or something? Shut up, Happy. Carta or something? I got my hand back, see? That's right. Uh, and he and he doles out the... <laughs> Shut up, Happy. Shut up, I Happy. That that's your, line, your go-to line. <laughs> Damn, alligator bit my hand off. He's also a Apollo Creed. Yeah, yeah I know. That's, that, that, that was where I was going with it. No, too, he's right? chubs so, to me. Apparently, uh, uh, I, I, in Star Wars Celebration, or I think that's what it was, D23, he came out and was like, I want you. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, living in America. <laughs> well, it was funny, actually, because a lot of people have associated the score uh, of parts of this episode with being very similar to the Rocky score. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I love the score. Ludwig Göransson, who did uh, Rogue One, this, and Creed. No way. So it makes sense ah. that there's some borrowing things there. Wow. Uh, but I actually, I thought parts of it were great. Some parts of it 
were, I, I will say because I, I didn't notice it, but then people pointed it out, and when on my second watch, I did realize I was like that, that some of this music is not very. Star they Wars-y. didn't go for a less is more approach. I'll say that there it was constantly scored. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but I thought in certain parts it wasn't done in the best possible way. Uh, Carl Weathers doles out the the bounty pucks. Uh, then he's on his own again. He's walking through the alley. Missed opportunity for the Mandalorian to not take everything. Yeah. Uh, when he puts up, but I, I can give you um, calamari flan, mm-hmm. um, but I can only give you half. And so he gives them that. I was I could not believe that the Mandalorian didn't take the Imperial credits and the flan. Isn't Ross unbelievable? <laughs> it's actually very impressive to yeah. watch. It's like what. Just your just your knowledge. You're having picked just, up like, on everything. On the, like the little details as to what the money's mm-hmm. called. You really ought to be a, like a consultant. I love it. And I guess the chain. Those are, are carbonite keys to unfreeze people from carbonite. No, those were the trackers. Oh, okay. Yeah, tra- the trackers and pucks. So the puck is to identify who the individual is and gives all their information. It's the wanted poster, right? Uh, but just like a hologram wanted poster. Sure. Uh, and then the little trackers. He only gets the tracker for for Yoda's like the yodeling. Right. Uh, later on, they gotcha. don't even have a puck associated with it. So when he goes to meet uh, Werner Herzog, a uh, little security droid from Werner Jabba's palace. <laughs> yeah, it's very distinctly German. The little security droid from Return of the Jedi. Oh, awesome. That was very. <laughs> that was really nice little nod. Uh, beat up stormtroopers in rusted uniform. Looks great. I will tell you, uh, Doctor Pershing, who's yeah. the guy who he almost kills. Here's my question about Doctor Pershing: Have we ever seen someone wear glasses in Star Wars before? Ooh, good question. Because it, it, immediately I was like, I don't like the look of him. And I thought about it on the second time. I think it's because he's wearing glasses. It was a little smithers for me. Um, that is a good question. Like, you, you're in an, uh, a, you know, a, a long time ago in a galaxy far away. But you feel like technology is advanced enough to... It's well. It has, it has here on Earth too. Yeah, that's true. We have lasers here. <laughs> I can't think off the top of my head. Maybe Jocasta knew. Okay. Um, she might have had like reading glasses or something. But these are like weird. She was a librarian. Though, these so are weird, go- like goofy. <laughs> yes, but that's they brought up the Star Wars librarian. But they're like doctor. But they're like Hunter S. Thompson glasses. Yes, but they could be like like a screening glasses. Like, I guess. Like yeah. Like a Google Google lens. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like something that would ha- assist with the work that he's doing. Right. Okay, fair enough. Like, uh, and then uh, another nod to Return of the Jedi. Salacious Crumb. Oh yes, the... is being barbecued. As like street meat? Yes, those are ah, weird uh, little like rat like Muppet yeah, that is oh, from, yeah. from Jabba's Palace. Like they had a lot of Henson style. Kawaki and monkey them. rats or something. I think that's what they're called. He does not look tasty. No, they look disgusting. But yep. uh, a nice little nod there. He's walking through the streets with just as much original trilogy uh, kind of lore that they can yeah. pack into there. But also, I love how Nazi-esque <clears throat> Werner Herzog is. Yeah, he is. He he's, he's wearing the giant medallion of the Empire around his neck, and like he has never seen a Star Wars movie. Werner Herzog, no way, never was, was like. But I'm game. <laughs> but fine, it takes a job. Yeah, it's probably only in two or three episodes, I would imagine. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. One of those guys who you kill off, and it's a big moment. I mean, even like he's probably Mandalorian's going to be kind of tra- probably avoiding him from now on. Okay. Actually, on that note, a lot of people and I 100% agree based <laughs> on the posters, the way they've built up the character, uh, and based on just technology and Star Wars and what would make a good show. Uh, no way, IG 11s dead. 
You don't think so? No, IG-11 is going to be pissed when he gets rebuilt, and he is going to be after the Mandalorian the entire time. So you think Taika is going to be a regular in the show? I think Taika is going to be the like the main regular antithesis. Antagonist. Uh, hmm. Antagonist, yeah. Yeah. Specifically there to foil the Mandalorian around every turn, or just to cause a nuisance. So Mandalorian is going to remain a Lone Ranger for a while. Uh, no, he's going to partner up with Cara Dune pretty soon, who's Gina Carano's character. Okay. Yeah, she's an ex-rebel. Uh, uh, she's from fighter. Rebels. No, she's she's just she's she was a rebel. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, hey, I'm a little bit all over the map here, but uh, as long as I'm referencing like little Easter eggs for yeah. for uh, original trilogy, when he's looking out at the are they called Bargs? The blurgs. 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 The he's blurgs. looking out at the blurgs and he's like looking at them through his little lens and then suddenly he's being attacked by one up close. Is yeah. very Tuscan Raiders. It's very Tuscan Raiders. But also the blurgs, uh, that's a great one because they were first. So Dave Filoni, who directed this episode and he's, yeah. he's the showrunner with John Favreau. In this, right. So, uh, and, and you seemed to, you made it seem like he's written a lot of Star Wars. He is cinema. the apprentice to George Lucas. Okay. And Amazing. I was so over the goddamn moon. When I think it was Vanity Fair who did a big piece on him. They last did a week. wonderful piece on him, and it was extremely well done. But that just tells me right there, uh, because it said in the piece, Kathleen Kennedy does not put out a single piece of Star Wars content that the story has not been approved by Dave Filoni, which is the most encouraging thing in the world. Right. And it also goes to show that by having him direct this episode of The Mandalorian, the pilot. Uh, having him be the showrunner on it and working with Favreau, who's a phenomenal director and is adored by Disney. This is paving the way for an even higher role for Dave Filoni within the company. Amazing. Uh, in terms of creative control, and that's a phenomenal sign. No one understands the galaxy like Dave Filoni. The only person who understands it better is George Lucas, and it's not fucking close after those two. Yeah, uh, I would say it's probably you after. No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, but like, hey, every master needs his apprentice. But that's, that's right. the thing, and... Dave Filoni is that for George Lucas, and that's what's phenomenal is because he then ran Clone Wars and Rebels, but mm -hmm. he's an artist in terms of comics. It's and actually so he it, drew the blurs. His story is really? very cool. Like he he was just like a staff animator at Nickelodeon, and mm -hmm. and George Lucas saw something in him and invited him out to Skywalker Ranch. And this guy's going there like, okay, I love Star Wars, but what the hell's going on? What's happening to my life right now? And he got taken on as like the guy who would he, take over. He got in a car accident on the way there too, I think. Yeah, and, he, and that's right. And he told the people like, listen, I got to go meet George Lucas, bye. And so, <laughs> so his, his rise through Star Wars ranks is is miraculously similar to the classic hero's journey of Star Wars. Right. And not just in that he's the Padawan to the master, but shortly thereafter, or sometime thereafter, George Lucas left. Yep. Just as right. does Obi-Wan Kenobi, and, 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 the, and he's left to kind of weather the storm and figure it out kind of on his own and, and ultimately be the hero. Yeah. But when he's in need, who shows up at the most opportune times... Who visited the Mandalorian set? George Lucas on the day Dave Filoni was being director, and like right. it, he's he's even like George Lucas is even his force ghost now, <laughs> right? And so they they've got a phenomenal relationship, and he is adored, yeah, by the Star Wars community. People go to Star Wars Celebration and dress up as Dave Filoni. <laughs> That's incredible. And he wears so, a cowboy hat. That's kind of his look, and he loves oh, wolves. Yeah. And so, like, people right. wear, like wear a wolf T-shirt and have a cowboy hat, and they're oh. Dave Filoni. And so, so something Filoni. we do on on Recorder sixty six is we each come up with a couple of trivia questions to try and stump the other person. I Great. didn't come up with any. I've got a few, and you're not going to be stumped. So give okay. give Slaney first crack. Right. Uh, I've I've ranked we've ranked them: Padawan, Jedi Knight, Jedi Master. 
Okay. So the easiest question I have for you is what happens to the male blurgs? Oh, uh, they, they're like, well, I kind of missed what he said, but they're like in heat. So he, he, so. Ross knows. They're eaten during maiden season. That's right. Oh, okay. So he refers to one of them as a he, and he says it's a she. The male blurgs are eaten during mating season. Right. Uh, Jedi Knight question. What is the Mandalorian word for the mineral they use to build their armor? Ross has said it already. Okay. Oh, so you're right. They're all directed at me at this point. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what is the mineral? What is the Mandalorian word for the for the mineral that they use to build his shoulder pad? Oh. What's the kind of metal? I've already, I've already lost. I'm not as wise as, as 50-year-old Yoda at this point. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, I, I keep wanting to say like Valerian, but I know that that is Game of Thrones. Ross, Beskar steel. It is Beskar, Beskar. steel. Uh, by the way, uh, I know they talk a little bit about it, but uh, Beskar was this Beskar was recovered in the Great Purge. What is the Great Purge? Uh, I believe the Great Purge is when the Empire um, like rapes the planet of its resources. Okay. Uh, Jedi Master, question: What kind of ship does the Mandalorian drive? Mm, yeah, again, a detail that definitely slipped by me. Although Horatio San's character said he says it, what it's it is? A, it's a classic. It's a Razor Crest. Razor Crest pre Empire. Right. Okay. Well, very good. Ross. Ross got ten out of ten. Uh, also, another thing, just while I remember it, uh, because you said pre Empire, this is a wonderfully subtle detail, and we saw this during some of the, the trailers and, and the flashbacks that you could see of him as a kid and like during a war. Clearly, right? Uh, it's during the Clone Wars. Okay. And so that's the reason as to why he refuses to take the speeder with the droid. With the droid, he's not a fan of And that's of the reason as to why he hates IG-11 at the start right. and has no problem shooting him is because his he was like, during the Clone Wars. I did pick up on that, that he was not a fan of droids. Yeah, the droids are specifically viewed as the enemy. And then you realize, like to the galaxy, the droids were the enemy. And then they slowly start to realize that the public that they followed on that side was just as much the enemy and then the people who really, really know what happens was it was all one guy doing both sides also droid prejudice has existed since the beginning of star wars yes but it's it's consistently linked back to um the clone to, to the clone wars as to where that prejudice comes from final thoughts uh i uh, i mean where is the blurg spinoff <laughs> is Filoni going to be running a Blurg spinoff? You got to read some legends. This is the Blurg spinoff. That's my point. It was in Rebels first. He drew right. them as a cartoon, and they were very first animated. I more meant like like I want to follow a family of Blurgs. The for family an entire of Blurgs. Season well, you can only follow the women. That's right. Unless you want to see the males devoured. Maybe that's right. maybe that's the show for you. Uh, that's that right. Would be cool. <laughs> no, maybe I, a different channel. I think we're all very much in agreement here. Uh, Disney Plus content of Disney. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'm I'm 100 on board. Yeah, give it my s. Loving it. Oh yes, big s for Star Wars. That it was. I was dancing with giddiness as I was watching it. I was so excited, over the moon. I like the fact that they're roping in so many elements of the galaxy. I, I adored it. I adored the episode. I'm more excited about it now. Yeah. Now that Ross has spoken. <laughs> I, I've said this before and I'll, and I'll say it again. Solo was a long episode of Clone Wars that was okay-ish. Yep. It didn't matter. This episode was 40 minutes and the 40 minutes mattered more than the entire Solo movie. I love that it's not an hour, by the way. Mm. yeah it was 37 minutes or whatever it was yeah. and i just do whatever you need to do to break it up in the right way so you don't have dead waste in there in the end it's going to be approximately a five to six hour movie per season 
great. Yeah. The Obi-Wan show, maybe it'll only be like a three and a half hour uh, series, six episodes. There's mm. potential that it's not much expanded from the original movie idea for it. We'll take but, the fleabag route. Yeah. Yeah. And Less like, is more. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think The Mandalorian, I think it's done extremely well. And the budget that they put into it was beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. The scenery that they were able to pull off. Uh, I just, uh, next one comes out on Friday and if, from now on on Fridays. Yes, and except for the end. I think the it, second last episode is a Wednesday. It comes out after Last Jedi or uh, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, the last episode does. I yeah. Think so. I think the second last episode comes out like two days before on like a Wednesday because I think the Rise of Skywalker comes out on that Friday. Right. And then they do one on like the 27th or something. So like a week and a half later, give the Christmas break. But the series is done in 2019. A couple of uh, recorders, sixty-six season, season. house housecoming thing, housekeeping things. Um, uh, Star Wars birthdays. Uh, happy birthday next Tuesday, the nineteenth, to Adam Driver, which is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday, then November November twenty-second, Mads Mikkelsen and Alden Ehrenreich. Right. Uh, and assuming uh, we we don't um, we don't have any episodes off, um, Monday the twenty-fifth. Also, Sheila Fraser on Baru from from the original Star Wars movie. Happy birthday to those folks. Um, On the Star Wars podcast, we do a segment called Gotta Cast One, where I give you two people who, in many cases, don't really belong in Star Wars, or in some cases do. And it's Ross's opportunity to decide why one of them belongs more than the other in Star Wars. And so in the spirit of this being the show show, Mm. I thought um, we would go the the traditional route and not necessarily bring up Will Smith because that's too easy. But if you you gotta cast one in Star Wars, is it gonna be Jada Pinkett Smith or is it Jaden Smith? And you can both give me your answers. I'm ready. Well, Are I, you I, ready? <laughs> I, I, I kn- sure. I know Jada Pinkett Smith can act. She can act and she can be dark. Uh, she was in Gotham and she was really good. Yeah. Uh, and that was a very underworld-based show. Uh, Jaden Smith, uh, he's he's weird. Anybody who wears a white Batman costume to something and he was born with a fucking platinum spoon in his mouth. So, No. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, David Benioff. I'm glad you're also kind of going. Although his family's done good stuff in some cases, but uh, sorry, I know that was, was, was a bit. tangent. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but Jada Pinkett Smith definitely uh, keep her on the underworld. Uh, she did that well in Gotham. Uh, make her uh, oh, hundred percent. Make her um, uh, an enraged Twi'lek who hated being a slave, who rose through the ranks and became a bit of a crime lord in that way, but not a full like big crime lord because it's not one of the syndicates but a little bit more of a small world crime lord twi'lek okay and why do i get the impression that you're going to go the other route so i am going to go the other route yeah. but not for um such reasons academic that I reasons can articulate quite as well <laughs> as ross so the reasons that i like jaden smith he's taking a, a weird turn where he's doing more eclectic things mm-hmm. so if he like he's doing like weird like anime shows with Ezra Koenig writing them. Okay. I don't know anything about him. So. Well, I just have this, the smallest suspicion that maybe he's like a Shia LaBeouf type who, who in his <laughs> yeah. 30s will turn out to be a genius. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think so. Well, he's got he's got nothing to... He'll turn out like Kanye West. Like he doesn't care maybe. about commercial success Who is a genius though. Yes, but Kanye West is an insane person. Yes, he's mentally ill. Yes. Yes, but a genius. Yeah, but... In his case, his genius is wearing off. Okay, I'd put, I wouldn't put Kanye West in Star Wars, to your N- point. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> He's uncastable at this point. <laughs> but you want to see what he could do. I want to see what he could do. As what? Uh, that, that's a great question. So I think you would maybe have to... Um, 
Yeah, I don't know if you end up going like, like, one a more alien style, or just as a straight up like. I think he he plays like a a spiritual bartender. Okay, all right. Jaden Smith, who, who's just kind of like one of those advicely bartenders. Yeah, you know, like like um, who's just super young with like so much life experience. That's right. Maybe he can provide right. some life experience to Baby Yoda. I think he can. <laughs> That's your that's spinoff. What, I think that's, that's right. what Jaden Smith is there <laughs> it's for. It's Jaden Smith and the Yodeling. Ah, oh, I like that very much. It'll call it Yodelahi Who? <laughs> like who is in in The Force Awakens, who is the uh uh it's um uh uh Lupita Maz character? Yeah, so Maz Kanata. I feel like he is a uh human version of Maz Kanata. Okay. Like, like young. Or a male young version of Maz yeah, Kanata. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I like the idea of Maz Kanata shacking up with a younger man, too. I like that, too, of there, her own species. <laughs> that's her. So Maz, Maz Kanata yeah. is uh, Jaden Smith's sugar mama. Love interest. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Her boy toy, her pool boy. Who also boy. helps run the bar. Her little cabin boy. Yeah, he, yeah. Needs, he needs to be of her same species, though. Yeah, that's she, fine. She's got. She's too, you know. She's got some different parts. She, she doesn't like hairy saying. men, though. Yeah, that's true. He, he could be puzzle. a really short Wookiee. No, that's a terrible idea. It is a terrible idea, but it's also a terrible <laughs> idea to put a Smith in Star Wars. Okay. Although, well, actually, Jada Pinkett it wouldn't be the worst thing, but she could not look like Jada Pinkett. She was in The Matrix Reloaded, I believe. Was she? Yeah. I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, whether it's Jada Pinkett Smith uh, or, or Jaden Smith or even Willow Smith, we can certainly agree that Will Smith does not belong in Star Wars. The, Old Will Smith or young Will Smith, because neither of them is a draw. Uh, because well was it genesis Je- jenga man genesis gemini man jango man jango man yeah <laughs> gemini man gemini man like what are the two of them average like five million dollars at the box office oh it was a bummer stars they mm-hmm. tanked apparently it had no plot no it was just a, a camera trick yeah which is terrible but that was what's wonderful about the freaking mandalorian yeah it was just it was so expensive but it was so subtle. It still felt small work to me. Well. Yes, yeah. and that's the that's the best part. Yeah. yeah, right. Okay, I was trying I was trying to work towards a never trust Will Smith out there. Oh, sorry. And, yeah. I, and you brought up Gemini Man, which is a whole can of worms. That is. A but can that's of why worms. you never trust Will Smith. That's right. He just he just takes you in the wrong direction. <laughs> that's right. You know, his freaking second version. And... What? <laughs> Gemini <laughs> Man. We're still talking about that. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, never trust Will Smith. Or and, young Will Smith. Or, yeah, of any age. Mm. And may the force be with you.